Hello and welcome to the Earthly Roots podcast where we chat all things gardening, homesteading and connecting to nature. We're your hosts Diane and Robin. The Earthly Roots podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. All right, welcome back to another episode. Hello. We are back today with a really, really exciting one, in my opinion. Um, But before we get into it, we wanted to just say thank you to everyone again for all of the amazing support that we've had on Instagram. And we've now been getting a few reviews on Apple Podcasts and other podcasting apps, which is so exciting to see. Yeah. And we've reached a massive milestone on our YouTube channel as well with 100 subscribers. I remember with our own channel, it took us a year and a half. So it's so encouraging and heartwarming to just see the community that we're building through our podcast. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So um, we do have a couple of reviews, which we're so excited for. So we thought we would start with just reading some of them out, saying thank you to Elaine and my lady Carol, uh, because we so appreciate the love and support and hearing from you guys makes us feel like there really is a person on the other side of our conversation. We're not just having a conversation between us. Um, It is wider and bigger than just two people and that's really cool yeah because that was the goal for this as well it wasn't just for us to come together and have a chat but it was to share our conversations and hopefully engage with other people because we can get so much more out of speaking on a podcast than we do on our youtube channels and instagram we can really open up and definitely share a lot more than we normally would but also encourage each other to share more too because naturally when you just talk by yourself to a camera like there's only so much that you think of saying yeah when you have that other person there or other people there in the community it really encourages you to share a lot more yeah definitely so um i'll read the first one this one is actually from a while back and it seems like we've only just discovered it we finally worked out how to work our reviews yeah (laughs) trying to find them all yeah in different places so this one is from elaine b and thank you so much elaine for your support so elaine says it's great to have some aussies and a great chat looking forward to hearing both of your knowledge and wisdom yeah that's so nice thank you so much for your support i noticed we've also been getting some ratings as well so if you don't feel like commenting or leaving a review which is totally fine like i get that you can also just rate the podcast on what you think um if you would like to rate it so we've had like six ratings on apple Podcasts, all five out of five so thank you so much (laughs) the other uh comment and review was from my lady carol um who sent just a beautiful beautiful review Um, And I'll share a little bit. She said, uh, or they said, when I bought my property a year ago to finally start my homestead, which congratulations, Mm -hmm. I searched for Aussie homesteading blogs and podcasts and I needed all the help and ideas I could find. After all, I found both of your vlogs at the same time, which is great. How funny is that? (laughs) And I think I maybe realized you were relatively near to each other before you did. Um, She's about four hours north. Mm-hmm. It's exciting and hoped that we'd get together. So we did. There you go. Um, and now you're sharing a podcast with the world. Um, she's so thrilled that we're sharing our journeys, which we are as well. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to recreate as much of my grandmother's methods and lifestyle as I can wow. in this more modern world. 
it's been a long path and I've had to suck. I don't know how to say that word. Scythe. <laughs> oh, is that like cutting grass? Scythe, I think, Scythe? yeah. Yeah, that's Sorry. hard. Like that's really hard work. <laughs> um, my way through some pretty thorny forests to be where wow. I am. So it's amazing to have your stories and advice in my ears while I plant, harvest, preserve and build my own wee homestead. Mm. I look forward to every vlog and podcast. Cheers. That's so, that's so lovely. That's the dream. Being able to be along with you guys in your gardens or yeah. on your chores, cleaning the house. Like there's nothing better than listening to a podcast when you're getting mm-hmm. things done that are quite tedious or even something that's enjoyable yeah. and just being able to learn more or just just be a part of the conversation, I guess. Yeah, that's where I like to listen to podcasts yeah. or in the car, but I love being out in the garden, listening yeah. to other people and so know good. what they're up to in the garden. Makes you feel less alone when you're out there. It is. <laughs> it, and it is a very solitary kind of thing to do. So it's yeah. nice to have the voice in your ears. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there is a new venture that we're um, going into. So one of the best ways that you can support our channel is to leave a review or a rating, um, engage with us on Instagram. We do post a lot of videos and reels and sometimes we'll post questions as well for you guys to ask us things and hopefully be featured or have your question featured in future videos yeah we're probably most active on instagram daily kind of posting something and we have all the highlights of our conversations over there Mm -hmm. so if you want to catch just a little snippets of the podcasts then definitely follow us on instagram yeah but we are also starting a buy me a coffee um, and that's just if you want to support the channel even more so just buying us a cup of tea every now and again if you're really finding value from the conversation or you really enjoyed an episode it just helps us to kind of see what you guys are really keen to listen more to um and what's been going really well yeah yeah Yeah, so i'll leave all the links in the description box if you would like to to support and follow and And the best thing about it is that it's not like a Patreon where you sign up for a monthly subscription or anything like that. It's just a once off, like, thank you for the podcast or whatever else. And it's not necessary. It's just if that's something that you want to contribute to, um, it does help us to pay for gear one day, maybe a studio so that we're not tea. We go through a lot (laughs) of tea. tea. So we're trying to, each time we come together, we're trying different teas and different tea blends. So yeah. Which some of them are from the garden. This is (laughs) a blueberry, lemon, elderflower and honey tea, which is going to be yummy. You've got a Melbourne breakfast. Mm -hmm. With some honey, your honey from from here? No, not our honey. We ran through that pretty quickly. Yeah, as you would. We already have so many people like, ordering honey from us oh, or family can members I add wanting to more. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have anything left. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Honey yeah. is to share. Yeah. Makes the world sweeter. It does. <laughs> um, but the reason we wanted to bring up our buy me a coffee is because it has a lot to do with our topic for today. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, running or beginning businesses from the homestead or the garden um, and just our process of how we have started to monetize this lifestyle and also the different business ventures that we could potentially yeah. go down into the future. Yeah, definitely. And I think this topic will really relate to a lot of people mm-hmm. because I know a lot of or our audience at least have mentioned sometimes that they're interested in either starting a homestead mm-hmm. or growing a garden, not just for themselves, but also to 
share or trade or sell to the public yeah. um, and also uh, starting a YouTube channel. I've had so many people ask like, how do you do it? What What's the process? Yeah. What do you get out of it? Is it worth it? So we're going to delve into all those questions today yeah. and answer a few questions that we also got on Instagram too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be so fun. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Um, and I think the best place that we can start is just let's talk about how our businesses have evolved over the years. So where mm -hmm. did we start? Um, what was our goal back then? And how has yeah. it kind of changed as things have actually become real and mm. changed with time? Yeah, well, I suppose we can start with the difference between a hobby and a business yeah. because most or well, my hobbies turned into a business. That's so, really cool. And there's that fine line of when when do you do that? Mm -hmm. Because for tax purposes, it doesn't have to be for quite a while actually until you have to get to that threshold of starting to declare things that are more of a business expense mm -hmm. versus just a hobby. Um, so for me, my hobby has always been making videos and, mm -hmm. and YouTube. I've actually been doing YouTube for way longer than people no, because you have a I, secret channel, don't you? I had a secret channel. <laughs> <laughs> I've been making videos ever since maybe 2012 or so. Everyone's just searching. Don't because it's not Robin's on there. history. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do things like makeup videos and grocery hauls and travel vlogs. I've always loved filming videos, so that was my kind of start of my hobby, really. Yeah. Um, and then I think I found a lot of people like Roots and Refuge and a lot of the American homesteaders like Justin Rhodes. And I realized that they were actually monetizing their life, like that lifestyle yeah. um, and had that idea. But I never really started doing the videos to monetize it. It was yeah. just a hobby to start. But it becomes almost unnecessary as you begin to grow because making videos takes a lot of time. It takes planning, thinking, the time to not only film, but then edit afterwards. Yep. And I think that's where it can sound quite daunting to some people that yep. there's just so many and there's so many ways to create that it doesn't need to be daunting, but just the idea of scaling it into the future, I think, mm -hmm. um, creates a bit of uncertainty. Yeah. And that's, I think, for me where it started to then turn into something that I was thinking, okay, well, I'm spending so much time on these videos now. It'd be nice to kind of be compensated for some of that time yeah. at least or to buy new equipment. And I mean, I had absolutely nothing when I started. I had like a $100, $200 camera, which yeah. was really bad quality, but... Did was, the job. Did the job and started out um, and then gradually worked my way up to figuring out just a few really good quality equipment mm -hmm. that I needed to do the videos at a better quality. Yeah. So what do you think makes the biggest difference when starting out to create really quality videos? Mm -hmm. What did you learn pretty soon about what you actually needed? Yeah. So I think I recommend to anyone who is thinking about starting a YouTube channel or um, doing anything with videography online is to have good audio. That's mm -hmm. the main thing that I would recommend. And so that doesn't have to be expensive as well. It can just be like a $60 road little mic. Yeah. Um, you can find them everywhere online and you can get different uh, connections to your phone and then just use your phone as the camera. But I'd recommend good audio is, is a good place to start. And that's something I really try to prioritize Yeah, um, because people can get away with subpar footage, but in my opinion, having good audio is, is what you need. Yeah, I yeah, agree. That's a really off. good 
place to start. And I think that was one of the first things we invested in as well. Yeah. Um, but when we did start out making videos for the first time on YouTube, we, we were like you using a phone. I even used my laptop for some of it while mm -hmm. we waited for an action camera to come in. Um, and yeah, so that was really interesting to not so much prioritize the footage but see that the audio made the biggest difference because as soon yep. as you're watching a video and the audio is crunchy or you can yep. hardly hear someone, it really does make you want to switch off. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you're adjusting the audio and it's just, I don't know. I want to watch how. a video. Yeah. I, I want to watch a video and not have to turn the volume up and down and just, yeah, have it nice and plain and simple, which yeah is easy to do with a little microphone. So that's what I would recommend, yeah. but Going back to kind of how we started, I started more as a hobby. Mm -hmm. What about you? Did you start making videos with this in mind? Was this your, the end goal? Or? Yeah, well, we definitely, I started making videos because I knew we wanted to move onto a homestead. And one thing that I felt was missing from, like when I was watching homesteading videos, a lot of the time the homesteaders were already established or there were people that came from farms or already had gardens and everything set up. And I really felt like there was a gap between the beginning stages and the moving onto the homestead part yep. that I really wanted to fill. Um, and it did start off with just being really experimental. Like some of my earliest videos are just so cringy now when I think <laughs> back on them. And it was just me trialing different things out, like figuring out what my editing style was, what kind of like little tweaks and things I wanted to add in. Like I had a lot of really funny transitions where I would like click my fingers and something would happen or I would jump. And when I came down to the ground, I'd cut it to when I had like a broom or something so in my cool. head. <laughs> Can and we bring that back? That yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> it was really fun. And I think it was really valuable at that very beginning stage when our channel was small and it's still small, but Back then, I think we'd be lucky if we got two or three views for a video. Like it was very, very small. It was mainly just our friends and family and yeah. it was nice and intimate. Um, but it meant that we had that, that I had that freedom to do whatever I wanted and I could always hide it into the future if yeah. I didn't want it ever found. Exactly. Um, but it gave me that chance to just be experimental, to try different things out because I had no experience of really making videos for others to watch back then it was all brand new yeah yeah that's so cool. I wasn't like you where I created lots of videos in the past I wish I had um but I did have media training as part of my university course mm -hmm. um so I did have a bit of that knowledge and experience of working with Premiere Pro and also with cameras in general but actually bringing a video together from start to finish was yeah. very different um so another reason that I started our channel was like I said, because I knew that that was our goal into the future, I wanted to get all of like the learning curve things done early on. And then once we got to the homestead, back then we were planning on actually building a yurt. Yep. So I expected that. I remember that. Yeah, when we would come up here, we would have land and we would just be building from the very beginning. And I knew that if that was going to be our business direction, that I didn't want shaky footage and to be learning while we were doing such a big project, which of course that didn't end up happening because circumstances changed. But um, yeah, I think it was really important to just be able to experiment. And then once we came up here, I felt like I was confident enough creating videos that 
I was proud of um, and that I could share with the world. And that's really when our YouTube channel started to take off more Mm -hmm. because it was relevant to what we wanted to share and do. And that was really encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I, um, I still didn't start out thinking that it was going to be a business though. It was more so like to build a community as well. Like I really wanted, I really wanted some friends out of my YouTube channel and thank goodness that I have that now. Like I've met you and so many other people around me because I had no one else that I could connect to in my real life, Mm -hmm. everyday life of people who liked gardening and homesteading and really understood that world. And it was just so crazy to come across it on YouTube and find that there were so many other people, like-minded people like that. And yeah, then wanted to make videos about it. But I love that. See, we started differently where we thought it would be a business in the future and then discovered the community Mm -hmm. that you can build through that. And now I've just fallen in love with interacting with others like the first comments we used to get it was so exciting and thrilling that oh my goodness there's someone else out there and they care and they want to connect and yeah it's so lovely to meet people that are like-minded that care about the same things and just have a wealth of knowledge and expertise to share as well so for anyone also in that position who is wanting to reach out and build a a community as well and thinking about starting a youtube channel it's really something that can open up that world. And that's also really important when you're starting a business is to have other reasons just other than money to start yeah. the business. Like for us or for me, it's it's a lifestyle that I also want. Yes. And the whole reason on why you start a business is really important. Mm-hmm. And for us, there's multiple reasons. Uh, one of them is to be yeah, financially stable and, and have an income, but it's also it's how I want to live my life, not always working towards that nine to five job, um, but having working from home and doing something that I absolutely love that can connect me to people. I can be outside in the garden and sharing videos and working in kind of the education sphere of, of gardening to have that, I don't know, love for what I do, which I really lost while I was doing research for quite a while. Yeah, because you're working for someone else and you're working on things that almost feel like you're not getting anywhere in your own life. Like Mm. it's for someone else's purpose. And I mean, research is a really valuable job to have anyways, because you are contributing to something greater than yourself. But there's something about being able to connect with nature at home that something like a home business can really uh, bring to light. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think there's so many opportunities for home businesses. And we are definitely moving that way with being at when we started all working from home. I know a lot of people are starting to figure out, okay, I actually kind of like this. And can I do this more often and, and turn my home or my lifestyle into something that I can enjoy and earn an income from? And it's something that I think we're both working towards. Yeah. Um, I think we're both just moving away from this idea that, you need to live to work until you get to the point where you retire and then you can use all the money that you've earned and that extra time that you finally have to go and explore. Like, I don't want to wait until that point to live my life. I don't want to wait until that point to discover all the beauty in the world and to garden. I want to do it right now while I have energy and 
the motivation to go and explore new things and try out different mm. things. Um, yeah. And so I think that's where going back to that old lifestyle of homesteading and discovering a very slow lifestyle is so impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've really enjoyed yeah. it too. Yeah. And then, and we're not ever saying like, you know, you should do this or, mm. or not. Like if you want to do your nine to five job and love it, like yeah. good on you. Because yeah, homesteading and gardening isn't for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. And we need all the jobs in the world that we have right now or else it would fall apart. So, um, but I know there are a few people out there who are interested in this lifestyle and want to know a little bit more about the potential for creating businesses. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can talk about um, like how we've built it a little bit, what we've done to, or if we are making a stable income right now and that kind of thing. Yeah. Right now for you, how have you kind of moved and transitioned to, to say, okay, yep, this is now a business. Yeah. What, what was the tipping point for you? Like, cause I know you have to register the business mm-hmm. and that that's a big thing that you do need to do. If, if you want to start a business, make sure that you, you do it properly and yeah. then register for tax and everything like that. Mm-hmm. When you registered, what point were you at with the YouTube channel? Um, I feel like we were still not technically considered a business when, I started all that, but I think just any time, like as soon as we set up the donations for our channel, so on Buy Me A Coffee, um, and then we were very close to the monetization milestone on YouTube, that's when I felt like I needed to do it just in case. I'm a teacher, so I'm always thinking ahead and planning Mm -hmm. so that I'm not stressed when things happen or I don't miss out on things. Uh, But I would say like right now, we're so small that we wouldn't be considered a business. This isn't a stable income and the YouTube channel for us, it's more of a passion. It's something that we want to share and encourage others to live this lifestyle and to share our knowledge mistakes and to help people to learn and Mm -hmm. uh, to move into that if that's something they want to do. But for us, our homestead is more so the business. And yeah. right so now, Diane and Samson is the, is yeah. the business. Yeah. yeah. And then we want to be creating things here on our homestead that then become the income. So running workshops, having yeah. tours, having lessons, even having things like, um, setting up a painting area and just having people mm-hmm. over for some tea and cake and just to paint the landscape or the mm-hmm. animals and gardens around. I think, I just want to create a business based on community of bringing people together and sharing nature. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's the direction that I hope we will go into in the future. But of course, life and everything else can get in the way of that. We still have to work full time. Well, I have to work full time to be able to support that. Yeah. alongside of actually creating the videos and putting in the time to organize workshops and having things yeah. in place on the homestead um, to be able to support more people safely. Because right now yeah. we have slopes and wet grass everywhere that people can slip on and it's not mm-hmm. really a environment where you can bring others in. But yeah. it's something that we're mm-hmm. working towards and that's the goal for us. Yeah, okay. What about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I started um, because I kind of considered it more a hobby even when I was started um, being monetized. Mm -hmm. But um, at the start of this year, I kind of changed it into a business and started to. So um, this year is when. Yeah, at the start of this year. Yeah. 
um, because I was starting to actually then buy things for the mm-hmm. business and then for tax purposes, that's important um, because then you can um, well, work out your expenses versus your income and then work out your tax purposes. But I knew at the start of this year that I needed a break from research. Yeah. So I've really needed... Um, I need about a year or so. I, I've said that I, I really want a break because it was just getting quite an emotional toll on me to do the research, the type of research I was doing. And also just, it's very, very demanding and um, needed a break for my mental health basically. So YouTube really helped kind of save me in that sphere of um, coming out of a little bit of a darker place mm-hmm. to make videos that I loved and have this such an amazing community online. Um, but at the start of the year, I thought, okay, well maybe next year. So in 2023, I can use that year to really focus and build the, the income and the business side of things. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm go- going to be really interested in following along, um, on how that goes for you, because yeah. I, I think that just by dedicating more of yourself and your time to what you're building at home is going to have a really big impact on not only your lifestyle and your mental health, but also on your business too, because you're giving it the time that it needs. Any business needs a lot of time to nurture it and to grow it. And when your attention and your time is kind of split between a lot of things, it's so hard to feel focused and just keep growing. Yeah. Because a business, one that you're running yourself solely by yourself, which is what I'm doing. And and we've both well, I've registered as a sole trader as well. It's not a not a company um, yet, but we'll see maybe in the future. <laughs> um, but we also still do have Scott working full time. So that's a stable income if we need. But I'm now supporting myself from um, my business and yeah. what is under that. And actually, YouTube is one of the, the least... Um, high incomes that comes in with the business it's relatively low compared to a lot of the other things um so what I'm really trying to do is just diversify my income so I do a little bit of casual work um but it's as a subcontractor now under my business where I'll do like bush regeneration and work um in people's gardens and things like that write articles online do the youtube um and now the flower farm as well which is kind of a separate business Mm -hmm. so I've had to separate it a little bit from the youtube and the nature patch okay it's very complicated, but... So does that mean you have to register two different businesses? Yeah. Wow. So I think you can still do it under the same ABN, yeah. um, but because they're two very different things and the expenses are so different, yeah. um, I've really had to split it up in um, my spreadsheets and everything so that I know if either of them are viable or not, because you, when they're together, it looks like, yeah, I'm earning income and whatever. But if you separated them, I, I'm earning nothing from the flower farm right There's now. a loss, I bet. Yeah, yeah, a major loss. But without the YouTube and everything like that, I wouldn't have been able to do the flower farm. Mm-hmm. So that's supporting starting that up right now. Thankfully, I don't have to dip into savings or anything. I can just use like all the capital from the nature patch to fund that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's such like a mindset I never thought I'd be in because I'm not naturally a businesswoman. Yeah. I'm more like frugal and I don't like to spend things to make money. But with YouTube and flower farming, you really have to do that and invest in good quality equipment and Definitely. farming. Yeah. Because I mean, even with YouTube channels, like 
People want to watch you progress and grow and do things differently and trial different methods out. And if you're doing a lot of the same things, I think that at some point it becomes a bit stagnant or it becomes a bit like, okay, well, I've already seen a lot of this. Like what else is new and out there? Um, And so I think just naturally you need to be bringing more things onto the plate and that costs money. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Do you kind of know, like, on average, how much you might have invested into, like, equipment? (laughs) Yeah. Even just beginning with, I remember us buying our first camera and our microphone. We invested in the Osmo Action 3 back then. And I think with the microphone and the whole, like, vlogging kit set up, it was $800. And that was massive for Mm, us, especially with... We didn't know if we wanted to invest all our time into YouTube yet. We didn't know whether we would enjoy making videos and whether the lifestyle would work out for us. And thank God it has. Like, Mm. that's the thing that we we always thought that this would be a good life for us to live and it has become that. And so the videos just come naturally because we are sharing something we love doing. Yeah. Um, But then we invested in a new camera not long after that, once we (laughs) came here because the Osmo just didn't do enough for us. And so that was another, I want to say like, a bit over a thousand dollars. It was like a thousand three hundred. And so that's already almost two thousand dollars into yeah. something that hasn't even begun True. earning income yet. And like that's yeah. a lot to think about. Mm. And we're homesteading, so part of our business and the lifestyle is to constantly be building structures to mm. buy fencing to protect animals to mm. purchase the animals to begin with all their mm. feed um True. seeds for the gardens we were really resourceful and frugal so we used a lot of building materials we had naturally mm. whenever we had to um thin out our forest or clear out trees on a driveway where they grew where they shouldn't be Mm. we use that wood to then put back into our gardens and Mm. I think that was really that was really beautiful to be able to use that resource but it also cut us a lot of costs and that was really important early on but as far as like income compared to loss like Mm. our YouTube channel is probably as a business at like negative three thousand four thousand if you really think about it that way but yeah. to us, it is still something that has brought us so much joy and so much um, wealth in so many other ways than money. Yeah. And, and that's that's, that's where beginning. I think we're a little bit different in the businesses that we've chosen to go yeah. by because it's not just about the income. It's also about making it so it's a really sustainable lifestyle. Yes. Um, and that's where I'm also kind of in the same boat Um where I haven't made like a lot of money yet um, from the YouTube side of things, particularly because cameras do cost a lot of money. Like I think we just upgraded one to, I think it was about a thousand dollars or so. It's a Sony ZV-1 and it's a great camera. Like I'd definitely recommend if you're interested Mm in, in vlogging, but um, then the microphones and the software, thankfully I also have Scott who had a lot of experience with, Adobe Premiere Pro as well. Mm -hmm. So really, really great software if you have um, just a little bit of background knowledge on how to use it. And it's easy enough to learn if you don't. There's so many great YouTube videos out there. Um, If you're just wanting to learn a new skill, like how to crop a video so that it's got like those cinematic black lines, you just search that up on YouTube or Google and there'll be someone that is teaching you how to do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need a background no. in like I am. I am absolutely not tech savvy at all and still manage to to edit the videos. And it takes me a little bit longer mm. to edit them and go through them. But yeah, you don't need a background in that. But it's a great kind of career path because you do then learn all of these skills and you can apply them elsewhere. Like you, if you know how to make videos, then you can do that for other people and yeah. have that as an income as well, as well as all of the gardening and homesteading things that, that you're doing. Yeah. So speaking of business, I'm sure we'll be kind of going on tangents here and there. But right now you mentioned that you are building out your flower farm business. So what are some of the things that have kind of prevented you from moving forward in those goals? Um, Is it as you had expected it to be or are you facing more challenges Mm. than you were probably prepared for? Like, how is it going Mm. having your flower farm business Mm. at the beginning stages now? Well, yeah, I am kind of struggling with the flower farm at the moment. Like I do discuss in my videos that how, just how hard it's been to set it up with all of this rain, Mm -hmm. but I've tried to do it really on, um, manageable income. Like I haven't spent that much money. I actually went into a video on everything that I have spent so far Mm -hmm. on my channel. It was about like $1,500, I think, Mm -hmm. which is pretty good for all of the seeds, the compost, the mulch, like everything like that. Um, what's been, yeah. So the income side of things, it hasn't been too expensive to set up. Mm-hmm. It's just been very like time. It's been very laborious to, yeah. to spend all the time to make all of the garden beds and things like that. And that's time that I'm also not being paid for. So mm-hmm. your time is valuable. And eventually I would like to get to the point where I can pay myself per hour kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But for now, Um, I'm envisioning that the rest of this year, I'm not going to be making anything really from it. It's just about planning for next year. So next year, I would really love to have a little market stall where I can not only sell the flowers, but other things like beautiful. Yeah. Like bath products and calendula balm and things that I I make at home that bring me so much joy and that I personally love because I've really realized how important it is for me to prioritize those little things in my life that bring me happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I want that for my life. Like I want to be greedy and take the things that I really love and make it into a lifestyle that I love. Um, because I've just seen what can happen to people who don't do that and do the whole thing about like working to just to earn money and then only being able to live their life outside those work hours and just being really, really depressed and sad. And it's just so debilitating and can cause a lot of like health, physical health issues as well, which I myself even was starting to notice. My body was just starting to like break down from the stress really, like just getting eczema and just chronic like fatigue just really really tired all the time Mm -hmm. and I I want to be outside more to energize myself and that's just what my body was telling me to do and telling me that this is what you really need right now or else you're going to be really really unhealthy so and the problem with um like the standard way that people earn wages is that there's almost like a ladder to climb and Mm -hmm. You might be thinking that the goal monetarily is to earn that much money, but then once you reach it, naturally you want to progress to the next level and the next level and the next level. And that's kind of like just the system and the economy that life has been built towards 
like yeah. in the more recent few years. Um, and yeah, I think stepping away from that and just being like, okay, this is what I actually need to support myself, to support mm-hmm. my rent, my mortgage, um, the bills that I need to pay. And however you can bring that down, the better for you, because then yeah. you can enjoy life as opposed to just feeling like you have to work and reach mm. that next milestone. Yeah. But I mean, you do have to be realistic and and still be able to have an income. And we're very privileged in the fact that we, you know, have beautiful houses and like you're also working full time as well. Mm-hmm. It would be really difficult to start out like from scratch without working and then go down the YouTube career path and expect imagine. that you're going to be then earning money because a lot of people don't know, but it's really not that much mm-hmm. per thousand views or whatever of the money that you get from YouTube. Mm. So it's nothing that I would say you should be relying on. If you Mm. want to start a YouTube channel, you need the other, other things to, to cling on to rather than the monetization because you'll get very, very depressed very quickly about it. It takes Um, a long time to reach that milestone of monetization. Um, Do you remember how long it took you to get monetized? I was trying to remember, but I, like it took at least a year and a half, I think. Yeah, I think it took around yeah. the same amount of time for us as yeah. well. Because you do need, you need 100 subscribers, no, 1,000 subscribers. Yeah. Uh, at, this is current and 4,000 watch hours. Mm-hmm. And that's the really hard thing to get. The hours. Yeah. yeah. So I only got that because a few of my videos started to do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and without those videos kind of going off um, in the algorithm, that weird thing that I have no idea about sometimes <laughs> it would have been really difficult yeah yeah and it, it, it is a slog and that's where it's important yeah. to first of all enjoy the lifestyle and what you're passionately yeah. sharing about as opposed to just working towards that monetary goal yeah. because it's going to take you a while and even as soon as you're monetized that doesn't mean you're making hundreds of dollars or anything yep. you're literally making pennies at the beginning yep yeah, it's enough to maybe buy you a cup of coffee a week yeah, or something but like hey, that. it's a great but cup of coffee. <laughs> exactly. And for me, it actually did really change my mindset though because I could start to see, even though it was like, I think the first day it was like 77 cents or something like yeah. that. I still remember the first day. Um, and I was just like, wow, this is actually really cool. And if I do put a lot more effort into this, like I can grow that from 77 cents to like $7.77. And and then one day, maybe $77. Exactly. (laughs) And that really changes your mindset about like, oh, this is really cool. I I can make this into something, but I definitely knew that I needed to add things to it. Mm -hmm. And YouTube isn't isn't like the monetization that you get from videos, which all comes from ads, by the way, Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with YouTube, it's from the ad revenue. So watching ads is really helpful or getting YouTube premium. I think that's what it's called. Um, is really great, but there's so many other opportunities that you can use YouTube for as a business. So for me, it's going to be advertising Mm -hmm. for, um, when I start my little shop online and also getting sponsorships. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a really great option and is something that, I, I'm very particular about if I would ever take a sponsorship or take a gift. Yeah, you want to work yeah. with companies that you actually believe in and yeah. enjoy and have read up on because like the last thing you want to do is to be talking about a company you don't know at mm-hmm. all or don't have experience with because that can probably bite you in the in the butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why you, you probably won't see a lot on my channel mm-hmm. um, because I would only ever work with 
people and companies that I, I really trust and and like their values and things like that. So yeah. there's only a few small companies that I'll, I'll work with. And yeah. that's not to say that you're not getting companies emailing you and no. offering either because that's yeah. nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, I get some, a lot of random emails all the time. Yeah. I'm sure you do spam, as well. Spam, spam, yeah. spam. <laughs> Is this person real? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, lots of offering things, just like random products. and. I've had a lot of yeah. like um, video game people yeah or really like random things and I'm like this has nothing to do with what we're putting out there like I don't understand why that would ever be a partnership that we would go into yeah it just wouldn't make sense like there was someone that was like oh do you can you advertise our like mouse like computer mouse Mm -hmm. I'm like why interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I mean there's people out there that would jump on that because it's monetizing in some way if that's a real business that wants to work with you but it just yeah it's kind of I think it sours the experience because then you are just doing it for income you're not really valuing your community and what you're building as a whole yeah Yeah. um one thing that we're doing on our homestead so as I said we have our YouTube channel which similar to you is more for advertising the lifestyle it's for sharing what we're learning and it's kind of like the the behind the scenes of the business um it's also really good for like marketing what we're doing uh but it's a big thing exactly yeah Yeah, because it's social media at the end of the day it's a way to connect with others that are Mm like-minded it's a way to just share a message or inspiration Mm -hmm. or knowledge that you're learning but as a business it's not very sustainable into the Mm. future and it might be with really big channels and um Mm. as you grow but at the beginning stages it's just not so we are trying to now that we're comfortable in the lifestyle and what we're doing we're trying to find where we want to go next and we have lots of really big ideas of how we can um create a profit and become sustainable on our homestead. So I mentioned before running workshops is something Mm -hmm. that we really passionately want to do. Um, Whether that's like chicken butchering workshops, how to have bees on your homestead, how Mm -hmm. to integrate animals and gardens together, um, even just community days coming together, putting on a Mm -hmm. barbecue. um, And the income from that might just be enough to pay for all the food and Mm -hmm. the equipment that you use. But to us, that's really valuable. It's just being able to create those experiences for ourselves and others. And that's where we want our income to be going as opposed to just creating more and more savings and more and more wealth into the future. Uh, But we've had a lot of things that have kind of set us back, especially this year. So we had a really great successful year with homesteading last year where Mm. we raised our own meat chickens, our own pigs and our gardens. And that was really incredible. But this year we wanted to expand on that and Mm -hmm. have even more chickens your breathing, Kobe, is so distracting <laughs> in the back here. Cover you up. A dub snoring. <laughs> For those watching um, the YouTube video, you might notice the sleepy dogs behind us. Um, and we're just being cautious that <laughs> their breathing noises aren't coming through the mic. Because they're definitely coming into our ears. Yeah. <laughs> but they're sweet. It's lovely to have guests that are calm. Yeah. Uh, but as I was saying, so this year when we started our 
meat chickens, we wanted to expand on that because we wanted to test out the business side of things of having the workshop Mm -hmm. um, to run on our property. But what ended up happening, and this is through no fault of our own, is that the predator pressure this year is just so much higher. So we've actually had a falcon attack Mm -hmm. our birds several times in the system that we had. And I think a fox attack or weather related things as well. And so we've lost half of our flock. Mm -hmm. And when you're running a workshop, you need a flock of chickens and you want to be able to talk about the success rather than just showing this like really awful, like we've Mm -hmm. lost half of our birds and we've had to change our system completely this year. And so it almost feel like we're back to learning Mm -hmm. as opposed to feeling like we're at the stage where we can go and teach or show what's happening. Yeah. Um, So that's been really disheartening because I just feel like we set a goal and we thought we were getting to that next stage and our business just isn't there yet. Um, And so that's really upsetting. And that's just part of starting something new that Mm. you're going to have success and you're going to have things that go really well, but some ventures are just naturally harder to find success from. But you will have so much insight into when you do do the workshops next year or the year after about predator protection and, and all of what you've learned. So really you're just kind of making what would be the workshop and even more stronger and informative. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because like this year we have changed the system. So we've got more of like a chicken tractor set up and that's to protect from the falcon. Because I see that falcon every morning. Mm. It comes back. I hear its cry and it's just sitting on that coop on the tractor that we've built for them, just like waiting for a chicken to come out. It's ridiculous how many times it's actually come back. Mm. Um, But yeah, you're right. Like that's going to be really valuable information. But for this year, like turning that into a workshop, we've just, it's completely turned us off because we just feel like failures this year. And it's so upsetting because we really were hopeful that this was the next step. Like Sam and I have shifted to where I'm working full time to support like the income for our rent and everything. And he's Mm. more at home supporting like the building project and moving the homestead forward and that business forward. And it's almost like we took one step forward and now we've taken two steps back. And sometimes it can be that way when you're starting a new business. That's definitely the reality of a business. If you're not putting like all your time and effort into Mm -hmm. it, I mean, particularly because you're still working full time. Like if you were here though, do you think you'd have those problems still or we still might because some of it is out of our control I mean even our sheep as well we thought that this Mm -hmm. would be the year to expand that and take that next step forward so we introduced all these new ewes they had some babies Mm -hmm. and we were like oh my gosh we've gone from a flock of two to seven um and the Mm -hmm. little lambs are that potential of being able to sell them to the community to be able to feed ourselves as well like there's just a lot of steps forward with that even being able to offer their services to like mow someone's lawn, you know, like that's all of the steps forward that we could take with that aspect of our business. But of course life doesn't work perfectly Mm. for you every time. And we ended up with a flock of sheep, which were half wild. And so the ewes that we got actually ran back to their flock. Mm. And now that felt like more of a problem occurring every single day, them escaping and trying to get out and having to walk them up the hill that that turned from being a really great idea and a step forward in the business to actually 
bringing us back quite mm. a bit and really creating a lot of doubt in ourselves and problems occurring and just it it takes away from the the happiness of the lifestyle yeah. it creates yeah. more things to fix and then you you can't step forward in other ways so mm-hmm. i think with any business you need to expect that there will be problems that will happen, whether it's rain mm-hmm. and weather related um, definitely, or whether it's animals escaping. And I wonder if that's just the nature of our businesses, like that they're not yeah. so straightforward, like creating a so. product that you sell and that's it. Yeah, um, I think definitely like starting a business in the homesteading and gardening sphere, mm-hmm. you're at the element of all of nature and yeah. everything that which is beautiful can, in a way but it is yeah but it's just not hard. reliable and mm. yeah you really have to have that flexibility when you're starting it and that's why I think diversifying an income is really important so mm. having all those like wonderful ideas that you had with the workshops and because you still could do some of those like an online workshop even yeah. as well there's so many different different options and it it takes conversations like this or talking to your partner having someone else to bounce ideas off is really important and something that like Scott's great and I love having conversations with him but he has his own life and he has his own hobbies so I love like having conversations with you and other people about it Um, so if you are like feeling stuck just have a chat with someone and bounce ideas off like see what other people would want to buy or or learn about yeah So knowing what you have kind of experienced in this first like beginning stages of your flower farm, knowing what your goals are for the future, but also having that more realistic mindset of what's been going on, where do you see your goals for your business into Mm -hmm. the future? Like if you, if everything goes right and everything goes well, how are you going to diversify your income or where is the business Mm. going to go? Yeah. Well, I would really like to put a lot more effort into the flower farm. So next, uh, well, this year has been the, the setup mm-hmm. phase and investing in everything that I need, which I now have, and I'm learning how to grow things and what grows well here. Um, but next year, I would really like to start having something like a weekly or fortnightly income from yeah. the flower farm. So that's going to look like having a little market stall or tapping into the wedding um, industry around us because we live in an area um, that is really known for weddings and a lot of people come down from Sydney and Canberra and get married on the coast. So Beautiful. I would yeah, love to, to grow some flowers that are targeted towards that mm-hmm. um, so that I can be a supplier if anyone needs any fresh flowers and really tap into that um, local and fresh flower market because for me that's really important to buy local flowers yeah. and I know a lot of other people are looking for that um, but there's just not a lot of that around. Mm-hmm. So it'll definitely be selling the flowers however I can Um, but also having an online store. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to have um, like different bath products and calendula balm. And this is all going to hopefully be where the bulk of my income is coming Mm -hmm. from. So like ideally I would love my, my target is something around anywhere between 500 and a thousand dollars a week. Mm -hmm. I would like to be earning. Wow. That's a lot. No, sorry. 500 a week is my, my target because then a thousand dollars a fortnight is something that is really comfortable for me, yeah. for me personally, and and the bills that that I have. Um, and then any more would be great to then invest in the business, um, future home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. 
And then the YouTube side of things, I would really love to keep expanding the channel and grow the channel to um, be able to hopefully get someone to work with Mm -hmm. would be really great to have someone who can either edit or just bounce ideas off and have a kind of like a creative few hours in the week, uh, which is something I would really like. But yeah, all up that probably wouldn't be the majority of the income. Yeah. More so as like a marketing um, area and to have supplementary income to then fund the flower farm um, and then do online work as well. So writing articles and blog posts. Which you've already begun, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that's the like little sprinkle of things that I would like to be working on. Um, And I really do want to take it seriously. So Mm. I do need to spend the rest of the year to invest the money so that next year I'm set up to actually be able to earn the income. So that's things like buying everything that I need for a market stall, getting insurance is a really big thing if you want to um, kind of start a regular market stall just in case something goes wrong. And um, I think you can look into, there's a a type of insurance that is specifically for market stalls. Um, and also if you are setting a business up at home, all the other things that you need to worry about, like insurance is a, is a massive thing. If you're having like people coming onto your property and if that's something that you think is super important, otherwise you can do different waivers and things like that to write it up. But for me personally, I've said to myself that just because of our property and it's quite small and I don't. I, I don't want people coming there, so yeah. I will not have people coming. I will be selling my flowers elsewhere. elsewhere. Yeah. And that's just easier and also respectful for all of our neighbours as well because um, – Well, you yeah, are in a suburban a, setting. Yeah. There's yeah, houses around you while we have a lot of openness around us. But yeah, still need to consider the fact that there will be cars coming over exactly. and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the goal is to be able to one day have a business that is – kind of similar to Roots and Refuge. Mm -hmm. Like I love her structure of how she has so much different things going on, but it's still working towards building a community and growing food and it'll be growing flowers for me. I would love to just have a property where I can do that and just like build a community that I can work with as well because I would just love to have a few other people with the nature patch to to bounce ideas off. That'd be really fun. The goals, the yeah. future. The future. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Yeah. So what we did you? have Oh yes. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I wanna know like what what are <laughs> just a f- wrap up of what your kind of end goal is into the future. So I really, this next year, as we begin building the bus, I really want to get to a point where both Sam and I are able to earn an income or at least be at home and sustaining ourselves financially with small casual things rather than both having to work full time or having to be at the whim of someone else. Like we want to work for ourselves So this next year, I think I want to focus more on that, Um, getting to a point where we can have workshops and making sure we've got all of the legal things in place, making sure the property is safe enough for that. Um, Perhaps having a market stall could be fun. I, I keep wanting to do something where I can create art or create Mm. macrame pieces and be able to sell them alongside produce or even our own honey. But Mm. with that comes scaling everything. And so Mm. just finding a way to scale 
the business sustainably without putting more pressure on ourselves. Yep. So I think that'll be investing more time into the growing vegetable side of things as well yep. as creating things and giving the time to that as opposed to introducing more and more animals because mm-hmm. we have noticed that the animal side of things can be a bit more complicated because you're working yep. with living things. Um Yeah, but I think the biggest goal that we've had from this lifestyle and our business is just being able to grow our own food and sustain our income in that way. So instead of having to go work an extra day, we're able to just pay for our food just with our own time and effort. And that's a massive thing. Yeah, Yeah, that can really reduce your income, particularly with you kind of growing your own or raising meat as well. Um, And all of the veggies that you grow can really like save you a lot of money yeah i think we have maybe halved our grocery bills and so that's where like thinking of income more as a i can pay for these things rather than um having to go and earn money to then go and spend that at the shops i think has been a big game changer for us this year yeah so we did have a few extra little questions about youtube Mm -hmm. specifically we've answered most of them as Mm -hmm. like for gear that we use editing software that we use there was one more question um, and then we can wrap things up so one more question that we had was how many views you need before you earn money and i guess Mm -hmm. we have kind of answered that in a way as well with um there isn't a specific number to it it's more so that once you hit those milestones on youtube with the 4,000 hours and then the 1,000 subscribers, that's when you get monetized. But that doesn't guarantee that you're going to have a sustainable income. And a lot of the time it's quite low. I think we talked about our CPMs and RPMs, which is how YouTube pays you through AdSense. And so I have videos where the AdSense, uh, sorry, the CPM, so what YouTube gets per 1,000 views is like $17 mm-hmm. and then we are supposed to get $7 per thousand views but what we actually see is a lot lower than that and that's yeah. something to be mindful of. Yeah yeah having a basic understanding of how AdSense works is probably probably good because it's a little disheartening when mm-hmm. you actually get paid how much less you think you're going to get. Yeah, yeah so currently like I I'm getting, I'm having a look at my analytics mm-hmm. about between 15 and 16,000 um, views a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about right. Um, and I'm getting between around $200 and $300 a month. For that. Yeah. yeah. That's really great. Like that's a yeah. really nice income. Yeah. 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 And you have 6,000 and something subscribers? Um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, about 6,600. And how many videos do you have on your channel? Because I think this makes a really big impact that the reason the big YouTubers have a lot of success and income from their channels is because they've been on the platform for eight to 10 years. And so they have a huge library of just videos that people can access at any point. And with YouTube, those videos continue to make money as they get views and that all contributes to your monthly income from that. Yeah. I don't actually know how many I have, but I have like a few hundred, I think, or maybe about 200. Let me just have a look. So while you're looking that up, um, we're getting about um, a month. We are getting about 
23,000 views because we have a lot of shorts. So I would say at least like 13,000 of 13,000 of that yep. is shorts, which mm-hmm. don't create a lot of income at all. They just kind of get your video viewed okay. and we're only getting $58 a month. Yeah. So massive difference yeah, in definitely. views compared to money. Yeah. Because your views, you said, was between like 15,000 and something. Yeah, about Because you don't do shorts. No, I don't have any shorts on my channel. But your income is four times as much. So you can see how views to the monetization, like the money part of things is so yeah. different and is so varied that you can't just say, okay, if you get 20,000 views, you're going to get $200. It's yeah. just not that. Yeah, you can't like calculate it really when you start getting views it's got to be up to youtube which is unfortunate but yeah yeah there's a few things that you can do to increase your views like thumbnails having great thumbnails or eye-catching titles eye-catching thumbnails and good titles Yeah. yeah and also just consistency is the main thing like one video a week is more than enough but just make sure you do it every week and then yeah. you'll definitely absolutely grow yeah it's so interesting i wonder if your cpm is a lot higher or your rpm is coming back higher oh no it's it's i reckon it's the shorts hey because that's a huge difference between views to it is income yeah rpm is really weird it is so yeah super weird so super interesting we could go uh, into it forever couldn't we yeah but it was a little bit more of a specific topic this Mm -hmm. one but i hope it kind of yeah we shared a little bit more about what it's like to have a YouTube channel if yeah. you're interested in starting. And we don't want to like be dishearten- disheartening to you all if you no. do want to start. It's been so fun. Yeah, because there's so much more than just the the money side mm-hmm. that, yeah. that it brings. And it is a great way to start a business alongside other things. Yeah. yeah. If you guys ever want us to cover more about like the business side of what we're doing or our goals into the future, if there's anything that you kind of were hoping we will go further into that maybe we didn't, please leave us a comment. Let us know so that we can do more of this into the future, um, yeah. along with all our other videos on just gardening and things that we're doing around. Yeah. 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 And we'd love to know if you are starting a small business or you're at home or you have a garden slash homesteading business. I'd love to hear all of your, your stories on that over on our Instagram page. Mm -hmm. It's probably the best, best way. We'll do a post over there asking that question. Hopefully we can maybe share some tips and advice that, that we all have for it. Instagram is a really great way to market a business as well. So on that post and even this video on YouTube, drop a link to um, your own business or give yeah. us the name of it because I'm not sure if YouTube lets you drop links. I don't think it Sometimes does. Sometimes it hides those comments. Yeah. yeah. So just write out your business name. If you're on Instagram, you can tag your business just so that we can see what you guys are up to, um, how you're growing your own income from home, just yeah. to give others an idea of the way that you can move forward as well because there's so many different ways yeah and if we can support your small business as well yeah we'd love to check it out we would love that um please go check out our buy me a coffee we're going to try post weekly um a bit of a background of what we're talking about in our video so you can get a bit of a behind the scenes before the new video comes out um and we might share some other things there as well but it's just a really lovely way to contribute a little bit more if you like Otherwise, uh, leaving a rating, a review, or even a like means the world. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening or watching on the YouTube channel. Yeah. And till next time, we'll see you later. See you.